Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted you are along for the ride on this Friday. What an extraordinary little moment we have in the world of sports. More could not possibly be going on. This is a great weekend as we look ahead to the college basketball, obviously all the conference tournaments winding up this weekend, heading into Selection Sunday. The tournament starts next week, one of the really great times in American sports. And then free agency starts on Monday. And of course, for me, the headline very simply is tick, 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 tick. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start for me is obviously with Aaron Rodgers, and I, and I need just to have the assembled members of the hashtag crew around me today. There's no room for any more or anyone else. I just need my support team around me. So I got Hembo here. I got Bubba and Cam back in Bristol as we talk through the latest on Rodgers here. And look, I, 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 here's the thing about it. Some people might say, Greeny, are you overdoing this? You know what I would say to them? I think I'm underdoing it. I think I'm practicing extraordinary restraint. I would say I am a lot less hysterical about this than I probably should be under the circumstances. Let's just take a step back and consider that the team that everyone knows I live and die with, the team that anyone who listens to this show understands you have that team in your heart, whoever that might be. It might be your baseball team, your basketball team, your hockey team. It doesn't make any difference. But you have that team in your life. That team for me, unfortunately, is one of those teams that has always been a woebegone franchise, right? Same old Jets, whatever the case may be. We have been... All of my lifetime, and candidly probably for the rest of time, the Jets have always been the second team in this town. The Giants are a historic franchise. They are a legacy franchise. The Jets are the upstarts who came from the AFL. They didn't exist until the 1960s. And they've had this colorful, at times more successful than people realize, but excruciatingly painful history. And then all of a sudden, they are on the precipice of acquiring a player who is an absolute immortal. I mean, he automatically, immediately becomes the best player ever to play in the franchise's history. Now, he isn't going to be there long enough to be the greatest Jet of all time. The greatest player, in my opinion, the Jets have ever had was Darrell Revis. The most legendary is Joe Namath, of course. He He will forever be, or certainly for the foreseeable future, be the face of the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers immediately becomes the best player they've ever had. And he comes at a moment where I think they have a chance to actually be really good. So if that was happening in your life, you tell me, how would you react to it? Would you be refreshing Twitter every 15 seconds? Would you be going to matinees with your wife, kicking and screaming because your phone has to be shut off? If you happened to host a radio or uh, television talk show, or in my case, both, 
Would you not be focused on it every single minute and talking about it? Because how can I pretend? What would I? What good would I be to you as a member of this audience if I was going to be dishonest with you about this? I'm consumed. I am completely flabbergasted and practically beyond ability to form coherent sentences because I cannot stop waiting for this. Yesterday, Stace was feeling a little tired. She had a headache. So I ran out to grab us some dinner. And I actually said to her, I'm afraid to go over to the, to the place that I was picking up dinner from. We actually just picked up a salad from Whole Foods. I said, I'm afraid to walk. I'm afraid this will happen while I'm out in the street and like I will miss it. Like I literally I was it, the, the, the Whole Foods is two blocks from my apartment. I was there and back in no more than 20 minutes total all in soup to nuts. And yet that made me nervous. So that's where I am right now. I need some resolution to this one way or another. Hembo, your thoughts? So one question that I have for you, having lived something like this, or I guess in some sense, something a lot like this in 2008, how does this, the way this feels, the way that, how good this team is and might be, how does this compare to the feeling that you had when you became, when you were on the precipice of adding Brett Favre? Oh, that, that was nothing compared to this. Because that, now, I'm going to try and remember this. And Brandon is in the room, our stage manager, Brandon Phillips, who um, is a crazy Jet fan, too, and, and for reasons known only to him, is, a, is against this Rodgers thing. <laughs> but you'll sort of give me a, a look if I'm getting any of this wrong. Like, I don't think we all knew the Favre thing was happening for sure long before it happened. I, I feel like it happened somewhat suddenly. I know that the Jets went after him. I don't feel like it was weeks of discussion and talk about it. Like this Favre thing, I mean, this Rogers thing has been front of the news, top of the news headlines now for what feels like a very long time, no? So the, so the buildup is very different. I think the your... buildup is different. Mm. And, and like, like you just heard Damian Woody say, for those of you who are with us on the TV show on Get Up, Damian Woody just said that one day they were on the road to play a playoff game. They're sitting in a hotel lobby, and all of a sudden he turned around and Brett Favre is standing there. And his reaction was, holy smoke, that's Brett Favre. Like they didn't know it was going to happen because Favre didn't want any part of coming to New York. And the owner got involved in that case as well. Woody Johnson, I remember he brought Favre to like places that one can hunt in New Jersey because people don't associate New Jersey with hunting. And I remember Woody Johnson like took them places that you can go hunting in New Jersey. I'll confess, I don't know where those are. I don't frequent the hunting locations in New Jersey myself. But one way or another, that's what happened then. I don't really remember much more of it than that. And the, the Favre tenure, though only for one year and probably a little bit misremembered, was reasonably successful. I mean, look, looking back in hindsight, they made the right decision to at least give it a try. How do you think that team, which fell short of expectation but for a time looked like it was going to be a potential Super Bowl contender, compares with this one? Because when I see this Jets team, I see one that with a 2020 or 2021 version of Aaron Rodgers could at minimum win the AFC East is that a fair statement to make? Yes, for sure. I mean, I don't think I'm overstating it when I say, look, two years ago, who won the AFC championship? The Cincinnati Bengals. Who among us would have imagined that even remotely possible Thanksgiving of that year? Crazy things happen. Far crazier things than this happen. The Jets have elite 
talent at multiple places on the field. There are multiple positions on the field where the Jets have elite, young, too young to not know what they don't already know talent, corner, running back, wide receiver. Those are critical positions in the NFL, and the Jets are, they are, rich in them they have an elite defense they have a a first team all pro defensive tackle who is one of the best defensive players in the nfl they have uh, an offensive line that i think if healthy could be quite good and they have the 13th pick in the draft which i do not believe they will have to trade to um to get aaron Rodgers in a draft that has a bunch of offensive linemen i've been doing i I've, i've 73 players done for the draft this year there are a ton of offensive linemen, tackles and interior linemen, wherever it is you feel like you need a guy. Get yourself one more stud on that offensive line. Far crazier things have happened than if Rodgers plays well, the Jets being in the Super Bowl next year. Now, I I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but I don't think it's unreasonable. There's no world in which a top five defense, which is what I think you have, plus Aaron Rodgers does not equal a team being a Super Bowl contender. But Aaron Rodgers last year was objectively not good. Last season, Aaron Rodgers went ranked 26th in the NFL in QBR. In each of the previous two seasons, he was first. In the season before that, the year after which they drafted Jordan Love, he was 20th. I think it is more than fair and safe to say that over the last four years, Aaron Rodgers has been a Jekyll and Hyde kind of player. What I don't know is what version of that the Jets would see next year. And that's the one thing that I would guard against. I can and will make excuses for him on both bad years. Last year, he played with a broken thumb. He didn't complain about it, but he had a broken thumb. Quarterbacks with a broken thumb are going to have a problem. Four years ago, that was the first year under Matt LaFleur, right? That was the first year they came in and brought in this new offense. And we've heard him talk to this day about how uncomfortable he was in that offense. It took him some time to get comfortable in that offense. His second year in it, he was the league MVP. And And his his third year in it. (laughs) His bad years are, by other people's standards, really good years. The year in which he was 20th in QBR. Read the rest of his numbers. Okay, I'll do that. that, That's what season? That's 2019? In 2019, Aaron Rodgers, the year he ranked 20th in QBR. The team went 13-3. and The team went, say that again, I'm sorry. The team went what? 13-3. and All right, so he was so bad, their quarterback was so bad that they won 13 games and lost three. Keep going. He threw 26 interceptions. No, no, he did not. There's no way in hell he threw 26 interceptions. He threw 26 touchdowns against four interceptions. I'm sorry, would you you say that again? Sure. He threw 26 touchdowns, and was that 14 interceptions? Four. No, was it four? It was just four interceptions. So his touchdown-to-interception ratio was six-and-a-half to one. And he threw for 4,000 yards. And he threw for 4,000 yards. That's a bad year for him. That's a bad year for him. We are getting, Stephen A. Smith calls him a bad man. He's the best guy there is. Now there's all these young guns that have sort of become, you know, the the flavor of the month. I get it. I love them too. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen. They're all great. I'm not saying no. But this is the guy who wrote the book. This is the guy that they all, they all grew up wanting to be. And so I'm telling you, this, this, 
is even better than we think it is. We just need it to happen. I am Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We have a million other things to get to today. Obviously, I got some good NBA in the hopper to bring your way. Much more football free agency is going to be fascinating next week. College basketball conversation today as well. So we're rolling. I'm glad you're along for the ride. This is Greeny on E. ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We will continue Roger's watch, obviously, but there's a million other things to get to. If there is any news, I promise you will hear it here immediately. In the meantime... The NBA did something yesterday that really surprised me, and I think we need to try and get to the bottom of it. Of all the things happening in that league that I cover now, the one I find myself completely consumed by was a decision they made yesterday. So we're going to talk about that in 30 seconds after this from ZipRecruiter. You know, March is a huge month 
for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team. How do you find them? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses its matching technology to find the candidates who are a slam dunk for your job. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. You've heard from Hembo this morning. We've not yet said hello to Bubba. How are we doing today, Bubs? Doing all right. And Cam, you're well today. Hashtag Cam is the assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. I'm doing very well. I know who my quarterback's going to be in 2023. Why, why, do, you, why do you laugh, Hembo, when Bubba says hello? I, the genius of Bubba's brevity just knows no bounds. That's correct. He's the greatest. Thank you. A legend. He is a learned man. and, and, and he To has, say the least. He's, so, he's one of the most accomplished. You know, the funny thing about Bubba, if you see him, you know, he has that. Um, he, he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. Like Warren Buffett. You know, yeah. He's, he's, very, he's exactly. very casual in his dress and, and in his uh, presentation. But <laughs> right. he, he is, unbeknownst to many, one of, design. The most, one of the most accomplished people that you will ever meet inside and outside of the broadcasting business. So, all right, quite remarkable. Anyway, uh, it is time now for I'm Sorry What? I'm Sorry What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I started covering the NBA in 1991. That's how long I've been around the league on one level or another. And now I front our ESPN and ABC's coverage of the NBA. So I've been around the league a lot for 30 years and change. And in all that time, I remember Pat Riley working the refs in post-game news conferences, Phil Jackson working the refs in post-game news conferences, Greg Popovich, different players would use their words to try and gain advantage in the officiating. That has long been part of the sport, uh, particularly in playoff series, where the give and take, the back and forth, when you play seven games against each other, then the way games are officiated can have such an enormous impact. Are they calling it tight? Are they not calling it close? That favors one team. It favors the other. So there's been an art to working comments, not the way you talk to the officials, but I'm talking about the things you say to the world about the officials. Uh, It became such a big part of it that David Stern decided we cannot have this. And there have now for decades, I don't know even when it began, but there is a system in which when you talk about the refs, all of these guys know immediately I'm getting fined. That's it. I'm doing it. I factor it in to the equation. I know I can't say this stuff or I know there's a rule against saying this stuff. And there's a very obvious reason for those who wonder, oh, how about freedom of speech? Well, let's not be ridiculous here. A, freedom of speech means that no one is going to come put Phil Jackson in jail for criticizing Daryl Garrettson, which never happened to the best of my knowledge. And then B, more significantly, the really obvious reason why the uh, the leagues can't have people criticizing these officials as they need the officials to be the figures of authority. That is already diminished by instant replay and two-minute reports and all these other things. But the officials are, are supposed to be the ones in charge of what's going on out there, and their integrity and competence are critical for the league. So the leagues have to back these officials up. They have to. And they do, and in almost every turn, even when the officials are obviously in the wrong. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get to here is that in all the years I've been around the league, I've never heard 
anyone go off on the officials in general, or in this case in particular, one official, the way Fred Van Vliet did? So this was a game that otherwise you might not have been particularly interested in. The Clippers beat the Raptors the other night, and Van Vliet got a technical in the game. And after the game, he went in, and there was a referee named Ben Taylor. Now, I'll tell you quickly that Van Vliet has eight technicals. Three of them did come from this one ref, Ben Taylor. A fourth of those eight came during a game that Taylor was officiating, though it came from another referee, for whatever that's worth. Van Vliet comes in after the game, and I'm going to play it for you in case you haven't heard it. We have to bleep half of it. <laughs> I mean, literally half of it. <laughs> Because of how profane it was, but he went off in a way that I think I've never heard. I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. On most nights, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up. Tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. You know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was, and it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. Okay. So look, does he have a legitimate beef? I won't pretend I know that. I will not pretend I know whether Ben Taylor has treated Fred Van Vliet unfairly on the floor this season. I do know, because I just said it to you a moment ago, that the NBA has to somewhat blindly back up its officials in cases like this. So you can get fined $25,000 for anything in the NBA. Anything you do that is a violation of practically any rule results in a $25,000 fine. The maximum that a player can be fined in a circumstance like this under the provisions of the collective bargaining agreement, is $50,000. We initially, when we heard these, wondered if he was going to get suspended. Obviously, the CBA says he can't. But I certainly thought whatever the maximum was, they would give it to him. I thought the CBA said that they cannot. But I'm going to read you the language right now because I have it in front of me. Go ahead. I think they can. What it says is, the commissioner shall have the power to suspend for a definite or indefinite period or to impose a fine not exceeding $50,000 or inflict both such suspension and fine upon a player who, in his opinion, shall have made or caused to be made any statement having or that was designed to have any effect prejudicial or detrimental to the best interests of basketball. Mm -hmm. So if a player were to get up there, what you're saying, I'm glad you read that, but if, if I'll just say Fred Van Vliet because he's the one we're talking about. If he got up there and he said, the NBA is rigged, these games are fixed, he would get suspended. Correct. And he would deserve it mm. richly. And my point is, if this didn't draw... Now, let's just say for the sake of argument, they didn't feel this rose to the level of a $50,000... I mean, of, of a suspension. But what I would ask is, if this wasn't worth $50,000, what was? Like, what do you have to say to get to get fined... $50,000 for comments about the officials. Bubba, you tell me. Do you, do you? I'm looking for someone who sees it differently who didn't play. Like Kendrick Perkins disagreed with me, and the football players on TV disagreed this morning, but they're never going to side with the officials, and I don't blame them. That's, it's in their DNA. Uh, Bubba, I wonder to myself, 
what in the world do you have to say to get suspe- to get fined fifty thousand dollars here? What do you? How do you see it, Bubs? I, I'm right there with you on this one. I was very surprised to hear what the the fine was on here. Uh, I I don't know what else you have to do. I guess I don't know. Maybe swear ten more times and and have even more of a personal attack. I guess I don't know. It seemed pretty pretty bad what he said. So yeah, I kind of what uh, Wendy said on get up early when he said it's going to be kind of an open door now to have more people do it. I think I, I don't see why they wouldn't going forward. And and one of the things Hembo said to me this morning. And by the way, it's time to say good night to your check engine light. With the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, it'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, Hembo, you said to me, if you're one of the officials in the NBA, whether you're this one or another one, how are you feeling today? Livid. I would be livid. Fred Van Vliet was fined $30,000 for saying that. Not in the heat of the moment on a basketball floor. After he showered, went to the news conference, and made a premeditated decision to call an official out by name and then then dog cuss him in front of the world. There is just no world in which that equals a $30,000 fine. I don't care if you're even on the side of the players. Look, I think Adam Silver is as good at his job as anyone can possibly be. And that the partnership that he has with the players and with the union is the model for all sports. But at some point... Someone has to be in charge and be willing to be the bad guy. In some sense, I admire Rob Manfred and Roger Goodell at some point in the last several years for being willing to absorb the slings and arrows when stuff comes up. You know why? Because that's part of the job. There's nothing wrong with, in some cases, taking the side of someone other than the players. This is a perfect case. And when you consider that billions of dollars are changing hands on the betting apps across the country... With, um, with how you know, legalized gambling has obviously increased so much, the credibility of your sport and your officiating is paramount. This seemed to be an easy opportunity to find him 50 grand and suspend him for a game or two to send a message, and instead they swung and missed. Let me also just point out, for whatever this is worth, Fred Van Vliet's salary is $259,146 per game. <laughs> so he got fined thirty thousand dollars. So that night he only made two hundred twenty nine thousand one hundred and forty six dollars. I mean, so so that's a, a a minuscule percentage of what he made for playing that game. I know thirty thousand dollars to your normal average human being is a lot of money, but his salary is twenty one point two five zero million dollars a year. And in his sound, which you just played, he accepts the fact that he'll be fined and said, I'll take it. And he was fined a minimum. John Morant and Marcus Smart, twice this year, once each, were fined $35,000 for on-court incidents with an official. Someone needs to explain to me how this is not considerably worse than either of those. Yeah, I was surprised. So anyway, of all the things going on in the league, and there are a lot of great ones, for some reason, that was the one that really kind of stuck with all of us. Hey, get ready for Champions. It's a hilarious new movie starring Woody Harrelson. Woody's a hot-headed basketball coach who's in over his head when he's court-ordered to manage a team with intellectual disabilities and a whole lot of attitude. Champions only in theaters today, rated PG-13. Okay, so we've got a poll question up. I've got a poll question. I'm going to do some of these as we work our way towards 
towards the release of our book. And again, we are so proud of our upcoming book. It is called Got Your Number. It will be in stores on April 4th, and it is available for pre-order right now anywhere that you buy your books. Wherever it is that you tend to order books, and we all know there are a million places, Amazon and Barnes & Noble and so many others, wherever you like to order books from, if you order the book Got Your Number, the author is me, um, we would be endlessly appreciative. Anyway, the theme of the book, again, is that we decide who owns every number in sports history. And I'm going to do some poll questions leading up to the release of the book. And we're going to have some giveaways as well that will be connected to these in the coming days where we will have you guess some of the numbers. But 21 was a very tough number for us. So I have a poll right now pinned to the top of my Twitter page at ESPN Greening. And the poll is very simple. Who owns the number 21 in sports? Tim Duncan, Deion Sanders, Roberto Clemente, or someone else. I can see where the voting is. It's reasonably close. I have the poll open for another hour. Bubba, I'll ask you to cast a vote. I know who we picked, and Hembo, so Hembo and I obviously are, well, I don't know that we're unanimous on all the choices. At the end of the day, I made the choices, but you were with me on these. I think we agreed on this one, but it was a tough one. Duncan, Dion, Clemente, or someone else, who do you believe, Bubba, should be number 21? Mm, this is a tough one, as I assume they all were for you guys. Not all. 23 was easy. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. 99 not, was easy. Maybe not all of them, but I want to say Clemente has a historical. Obviously, I didn't see him play, but I'm just looking, you know, before this segment, I was looking at some of his numbers, and they're obviously insane, but. I'm just got to go with the edge to Dion because I watched the majority of his career, at least in the NFL career, and I just remember how unbelievable he was, uh, and especially when I saw him on the Cowboys or 49ers, and he he just changed the game. And so I, I think I'm going to go Dion from that perspective, but you can't go wrong with Roberto Clemente either. Cam? I'm going Dion as well. I know the number 21 is retired for the Pirates, but I just feel like with some exceptions like Jeter and others, baseball jersey numbers are just slightly less memorable than football jersey numbers are on. So I would go with Dion. Okay, so there's a, an interesting vote there. Um, Hemba, we're not going to give away who it is that we picked. Uh, and again, the poll question is up. You can cast your vote on it um, anytime now. I have it open for another hour and seven minutes. So who do you think owns the number 21 in sports? Th- these were the decisions that we had to make. You know what was a tough one? Because not every one of them is a jersey number, to be clear. Um we wanted to get, first of all, we wanted to get individual sport athletes. So anyone from Tiger Woods to Serena Williams to Muhammad Ali to Billie Jean King, we were able to find numbers that we feel they own, that they were worthy of owning. And then some of them come from other areas, be they the year that certain things happened, or in one case, a record. One of the hardest decisions I had to make was whether to give 56 to Lawrence Taylor, who I believe is the greatest defensive player in the history of pro football, or to Joe DiMaggio, whose 56-game hitting streak is probably, now that all the home run records feel as tainted as they do, probably the most cherished record in all of American sports that has lasted now, what are we, 80-something years, and figures to last until the end of time. That was a brutal decision to have to make we argued about 56 for hours yeah uh i think that roberto clemente owns number 21 but in your poll when when you say someone else just to be clear this number is loaded 
That someone else could include Warren Spahn, the winningest lefty of all time, LaDainian Tomlinson, Dominique Wilkins. Number 21 might be the best in sports history. Yeah. I think Roberto Clemente owns the number beyond Tim Duncan and beyond Deion Sanders because of his legend. Not only was he inarguably one of the greatest baseball players that ever lived, the greatest right fielder of all time, but that is secondary to his remembrance as a humanitarian and as a legend of baseball. I mean, he is regarded as the Latin American version of Jackie Robinson. And when you sort of boil all of the attributes, uh, attributes of his legend into a pot, to me, Roberto Clemente owns 21, just ahead of Duncan and Deion Sanders. You've got an hour uh, to cast your vote again at ESPN Greeny. And once again, if this kind of thing is stuff that interests you, then I think you would love our book. Was there any time for any number where Hemo didn't default to the baseball player? <laughs> he definitely argued for the baseball guys, but but we, you know, at the end of the day, I made the I decision. I mean, I know it was up to you no matter what, but was there any time where Hembo tried to dissuade you and it wasn't a baseball player? Uh, was that was his argument? It's a good question. I don't, none that jump immediately to mind. <laughs> I mean, again, he didn't try and make a case for anyone else to be number 23. I always jokingly say to him, there were three that were easy. One of them is three, Mm -hmm. 23, and 99. We knew those before we started, right? Babe Ruth is three. Michael Jordan is 23. Wayne Gretzky is 99. Those were easy. Um, and, and 42. 42 was also equally easy. Yeah, By the we, way, we needed him to come up with a baseball player for 23. Right, that's, that that's that would have been a fun. Nice. You know, Greeny, you could consider Ryan Sandberg. Do you agree with Cam, though, in the sense that baseball jerseys and uniform numbers are less recognizable than other sports? No. You don't? I don't. Yeah, I don't either. That was an interesting. I mean, maybe others feel that way. I just, that was the first I've heard of that. I, I, I feel like. I don't know, maybe slightly, but it seems like a weird way to make this decision. But you know what? Cam can go on. Cam, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he marches to the beat of his own. Honestly, drum. maybe um, I'll write my own book. Amongst those three players, Duncan, Sanders, and Clemente, it's probably Tim Duncan who actually ranks the highest on his sports all-time list if you were just to sort of do that. Maybe. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit Progressive.com slash careers. Again, if this is the kind of conversation that interests you, I think you would love the book. You can pre-order now anywhere you order books. It is called Got Your Number. And the authors are us. Meanwhile, when it comes to this, we have encountered one serious problem. It could actually, it could actually break up a marriage. And we will explain why after this word from Honey Nut Cheerios. What better way to start your day than with Honey Nut Cheerios, which is made with whole grain oats, making it a heart-healthy food. It also has a touch of real honey, making it delicious so you don't have to compromise on taste. It truly is the perfect combo, great tasting and good for you. And for a limited time, Cheerios has changed some of its iconic O's into hearts to remind Americans that living a happy, heart-healthy lifestyle can be fun, easy, and delicious. Look for Cheerios with happy heart shapes wherever you buy groceries today. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved it. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, with you here on ESPN Radio. Our friends at AutoZone ask us uh, every morning to pick someone who was in the zone last night. In the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. I'll tell you who was in the zone was Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks of Memphis showed up last night with something to prove. No John Morant, no problem for Memphis on this night. They blew out Golden State last night. Dylan Brooks was talking trash in everybody's face. He was Ding everybody up all over the floor. He came ready to play last night, and for one night, he was the big star on that floor last night. So he was definitively in the zone, which is, again, uh, brought to you by AutoZone. Okay, so we've been talking about our book, and we couldn't be more excited and proud of it. Again, it's called Got Your Number, and it's available anywhere that you, um, that you get your books. It's available right now for pre-order. But, Bubba, here's one of the interesting things that happens, and I've, I've lived this uh, several times before because I've written – many books, uh, not many, but a few books before this, is that it is almost impossible not to read some of your reviews. And that used to mean the New York Times might review you. There's something called a service called Kirkus that will review your book. There are a lot of places that books get reviewed. Nowadays, people write reviews of everything, right? Any restaurant you go to, you can read a review of it. Um, And that is true of books as well including a, an app called Goodreads, which I use. My daughter and I are both avid readers, and we are friends, whatever that means, on Goodreads. Means yeah, I, I just joined that, uh, too. Goodreads. I like it. Yeah, I, I just uh, trying to read more books this year, so I just joined that. Well, that's good. We yeah. have one for you that you should read starting on April 4th. But that's, so anyway, Bubba, on Goodreads, yeah. it's sort of like Uber, where you give uh, yeah, a review. Yep. you that, star. Yep. You can give any number of stars. Oh, yeah. But get a load of this. So Hembo's wife, Lizzie, is now reading the book. And what did she tell you? She told me, Bubba, oh, that she went on, on Goodreads. Our, our book appears there, but there are obviously no ratings yet because it's not out. Right. And so I asked her, well, I assume that as soon as you're able, you'll give us a five-star review. Presumptively. Sure. She declined. What she said, Bubba, was that she would give the book as many stars as it deserves. My wife. <laughs> oh, my God. The book's... The, the wife of the co-author, of the researcher, said she will give the book the number of stars she feels it deserves. Wow. Well, stern but fair. I respect that. You respect that, Cam. Yeah. I we do. live in a merit-based society. 
So what you're saying <laughs> is, is that, Cam, if you read this book, when you read, I'd like to think you will read our book. I, I plan to. When you read our book and you go on Goodreads and you give it a review, you will not just automatically give us five stars because you work on the show. You will give it the review that you think it deserves. Well, I think it's even less expected of me to give it a five-star review than Lizzie. So if she's not going to, then How? I certainly am not going it, well, it's to. Well, it's definitely less expected mar- of you than she's Lizzie. She's married to you, Hembo. Yes. I don't have to do anything. No, but Kim, your career is... Uh, Does ride on this book. That's correct. I mean, there's at least some overlap. You said it's a, a merit-based society. <laughs> I'm not in a merit-based marriage. Like, this thing is set in stone. You gotta earn Just things. Just do me a solid, babe. <laughs> Just give us five stars even if you hate it. I yeah. think I know what's going on here. Mm. For those of you who don't recall... On Valentine's Day this year, Hembo took his wife out for dinner. He, re- he insisted that we call it dinner, even though the reservation was for one o'clock in the afternoon. And he paid for that dinner with a, a gift certificate that had been given to her that she had received as a gift from someone. She put it on your refrigerator. You pocketed it, took her to dinner at one o'clock in the afternoon on Valentine's Day, and then paid with that gift certificate. One of the things you're going to learn being married is things like that are never forgotten. And they come back to roost in the least expected moments. You can expect at some point to be awakened at 3.30 in the morning while you were in a dead sleep by her because she's got a problem with something you said or did five years ago. That's going to happen. And so I think that's what's happening here. She's saying, you know, on Valentine's Day... I basically paid for this dinner that you bragged to everyone you were taking me to. If you think I'm just giving you five stars on this book of yours, Mr. Hembo, you better think again. But Lizzie, my wife, has also, like Cam, even more so actually, a real financial stake in this game. Yeah. Like she needs to be able to see the forest through the trees here. But what I think must be said of her here is that she has principles. She does. So she's not just giving away... Uh, Five-star review. So, so I had my dear friend Heidi Armitage, who some of you may know. I, I wrote a book. I, Stacey and I have a charity in her honor. She died very young of cancer. Uh, she was one of my favorite people. And she, was, she had a rule that she was only going to give five standing ovations in her life, that she felt standing ovations were overdone. And th- this was a fun conversation we used to have. She was just this kind of quirky, fun, lovely person. And she used to always say, I don't give standing ovation so lightly. Like, we've just made the standing ovation not that big a deal. A standing ovation should really be for something special. I'm only going to give five standing ovations. And I remember thinking to myself, if I was in a play, would you give me? We're the best of friends. Our kids are the best of friends. You and my wife are the best of friends. We travel together, all this stuff. If I'm in a play, will you automatically give me a standing ovation? And she said, absolutely not. I have to be judicious in my standing ovations. And so I think sometimes principles are more important than anything else. I just can't imagine on Lizzie's list seeing like Colleen Hoover above Greenberg and Hembakidis. There's something (laughs) wrong with that. At least in my house. Maybe she preferred the book. (laughs) It ends with us. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.